Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Does that leave you four? Is that four? Shopping yeah. days. You're pretty much out of luck if you wanted to order anything online. Most places <laughs> yesterday was the last day to guarantee yep. delivery before Christmas. I'm, I'm so, heading out this is last minute I know. gift shopping. I went yesterday to get something and they didn't have the size I needed, so they had to order it. And they're like, oh, you're so lucky. Today's the last day. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You are yeah. pretty lucky. All right. Well, coming up, the case for separate bedrooms, normalizing <laughs> separate bedrooms for married couples. We'll have that story coming up also where Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey will be spending the holidays. But first, let's begin this hour Z News with George Clooney and Matthew Perry this yeah, morning. I did not realize the two of them were friends or knew each other. But apparently, they'd known each other since Matthew was 16 and George Clooney's about 10 years older than him. And they used to play paddle tennis together. Hmm. And uh, George said that he was a great, funny, funny, funny kid. But he said that he was never happy that... That Matthew is one of those guys, you know, that thought, if I just get a sitcom, I just want to be on a sitcom so bad. Please just get me a sitcom. And he thought that that would make him happy. And George is like, no, he got it. He got that one of the best sitcoms in the history of sitcoms, Friends, and he still could not pull it together. Yeah. You know, taking 12 Vicodin today, a day, and then, of course, it grew to even more than that. But George was like, he just, you know, he just was a tortured soul. Did you ever see the the talk that Matthew Perry gave? He was at some open forum, and he Matthew Perry told the story about the other guy who didn't get the role of Chandler. Yeah, I guess they were friends. Oh yeah, uh, they were roommates apparently at one point. Okay, and after the other guy didn't get it, Matthew got it. Uh, they kind of stopped being friends just because it was too hard for the other guy to watch sure, him rocket to success and, right and matthew was like what the hell you know this guy kind of dumped me and years later i guess this guy resurfaced i'm paraphrasing here but the guy mm-hmm. resurfaced and said look i, I want to apologize i i kind of cut you off but the, it wasn't anything you did just the reality is i i couldn't I handle jealous. the fact that you got everything that i ever wanted you got the fame you got the money you got the happiness, and Matthew was like, "Whoa, dude!" <laughs> it, all, it, it it ain't all sunshine and roses. And he he just said, "If if you think you know that that's what I got out of this, mm-hmm. we need to talk." Yeah, oh, and wow. he set him yeah. straight. Yeah, he said it did not bring him joy or peace. Wow. So, hmm. all right. Well, uh, we're feeling joyful for Greta Gerwig and Noah Bombach, who are ending the year as husband and wife. Uh, I thought they were already married, those two. No, I think they just had a baby. She had a baby, I think, in March or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. But I know she had a baby, so I think they just had the baby together. Or Greta they Ger- had two kids, I think. Greta Gerwig is the, uh, well, they're the uh, creative team, I guess, behind the Barbie movie. Greta Gerwig, as you know, she directed the movie. And they were backstage at Billy Joel's Madison Square Garden concert last night. And... Uh, Kind of let it out that they had just gotten married at City Hall. Oh, wow. They were glowing and celebrating and very happy. and Like earlier that day they got married? That's cool. What a reception. That's that's how, that's how what she led everyone to believe. Billy huh. Joel played our reception, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go celebrate. Let's take a ride up to Madison Square Garden. 
Uh, anyway, uh, the couple was also gushing to the people at City Hall about their wedding moments before they headed uptown to catch Billy at Madison Square Garden. Uh, they're typically a pretty low-key couple. Uh, they're not, you know, they, they don't they don't hang out where the paparazzi often hangs out. Yeah. They kind of blend in. But they, I guess, got engaged in 2020. She told James Corden that same year she preferred not to call her uh her guy, her fiance, her fiance, because it makes it sound like there's this imminent wedding. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Fritchie, uh, I guess they welcomed their second child together, his third, back in March. Oh, yeah. Because I, I remember listening to a podcast with her where she was talking about, like, while she was on the set, she'd be breastfeeding and things. Yeah. she's. I always liked her. I liked her way back when she acted in a lot of independent movies, and I liked her then. Uh, we got to take a quick break. Coming up, uh, what Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have on the books heading into the holidays. Uh, Kanye West is putting his house up for sale. We'll tell you who he listed with and what the price tag, you know, if you're in the market. Mm-hmm. That and Cameron Diaz weighing in her case for normalizing married couples having separate bedrooms. As your e-news continues next, Jeff and Jen, Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com and travis kelsey will be spending the holidays together this year that's probably not a huge surprise but you know where they're gonna go someplace exotic or i don't know they can't he's gotta work he works holidays he sure does he's working christmas eve they have the the Chiefs play on Christmas Eve on Sunday. But what if Taylor says, but I want you to come with me. <laughs> but honey, it's my it's yeah. our year to see my family. You can take a day or two off and go to Fiji with me. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that she had her dad in the booth, though, last week for the Kansas City game when they played? I guess they played the Patriots. I can't remember. Uh-uh. But her dad was there. Um, they ha- So what happened was her birthday was on the 13th, and the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs gave Taylor, like, a little birthday party in the suite. Oh, that's nice. So she had one of those really pretty layer cakes that looks like it comes from milk in New York City. So it's, like, all the layers of, like, the funfetti frosting and yep. whatever. And then they gave her a a present, and everybody was like, what's inside? And um, the Kansas City Chiefs owner, the daughter, posted that they gave her a microphone purse. It's like a bedazzled microphone purse. Nice. Yeah, and Taylor's dad was there, and he was cutting the cake and handing it out to everybody in the suite. Hmm. This is really something, you guys. Who was the blonde she was sitting next to? So I think that's the Kansas City chief daughter, the owner's daughter, I think. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they'll be spending the holidays in Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs Face off against the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Day at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. And then uh, less than a week later, New Year's Eve, she's played the Bengals uh, once again at Arrowhead Stadium. 
So, oh, she'll be there go. for the Bengals game, of guys. Of she will. Well, it's unclear oh. if she will stay in Kansas City in between games or if she's going to fly to Tennessee to be with her parents, Andrea and Scott. Oh, yeah. We just refer to them as Andrea and Scott. Yeah. I feel like Andrea and Scott are going to be with Taylor at the game. What do you guys think? Probably. Yeah. I would guess, yes. Uh, yeah. They're going to want to spend the holidays together no matter where they are. They'll be with her on Christmas and New Year's yeah. Eve at least. Yeah. yeah. You know think. what else I was thinking about, too? You know, Jason Kelsey, who is Travis's brother. He's not having a great month. He's not. He's not. <laughs> but also, like, he has young kids, and I think, like, how cool is that going to be when Uncle Travis brings Taylor to the Christmas party? The yeah. You know Christmas what I mean? Like when they get a little gathering. older, it's right. going to be awesome. Like my uncle's dating Trav, you know, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yep. Don't you think yep. that's going to be fun? That'll be something. <laughs> Jason's like, yeah, it's all about Uncle Travis. <laughs> Uncle Travis and Taylor. They call him Uncle Travi, <laughs> which I think is cute. Travis Kelsey is slowly making his way back into my heart. One Taylor Swift moment at a time. Yep. She's going to save him. If anybody is, oh, yes. it'll be her. Yeah. Yep. The woman will save the man. Yeah. Well, we were talking She'll about. She'll make him his, he'll, she's making him a better man. Yes. We were talking Before about. Before he leaves her. Um, our oh. end of the year hot list show, we were putting together like all these clips and all the things that happened this year. And we were listening to the clip of when Cha- Travis Kelsey was talking talking about Mayor Aftab, called him like, you jabroni, and he was screaming into the microphone. And it brought back all those negative feelings I had for Uh Travis. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. He's just got a little growing up to do, and Taylor will help him. Yeah. Uh, All right. So Kanye West isn't going to be tied down to that Malibu beach home he bought for tens of millions of dollars only to gut it. He put it on the market with a celebrity realtor. He is asking for $53 million for the beachfront home he bought a couple of years ago for 57 And Jason Oppenheim has the listing from Selling Sunset. So they they did list it with the Oppenheim, Oppenheim group. Yeah. 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 So I guess this is a, Kanye was remodeling this with famous architect Tadio or Tadeo Ando. Mm. And it's the center of this big lawsuit. The mansion, it's it says it's 4,000 square feet, but I, I don't think that that can be right. It's got to be bigger than 4,000 square feet. But there's this catch. Kanye's renovation gutted the property, removing all the home's windows and electricity. So he's being sued by the former project manager who was overseeing the remodel. And the guy says they had a huge falling out over Kanye's insistence on ripping out plumbing, electrical, and HVAC. This so, is with uh, the the Thadio guy that yes. he's got this dispute with? Yes. Hmm. What was he doing? Like, what's the why yeah. behind all I that? I don't know. Well, he wanted, well, he just probably wanted all, free. he doesn't want anything involved with the old air in the house. <laughs> okay. He wants everything that had ever touched any air in the house gone. Uh, yeah, like, Tim and I are really in a Hollywood house lift with Jeff Lewis, and it it is, I mean, it involves renovations and redesigns a lot of a lot of celebrities' homes, like celebrities, are lining up to be on this show because they yeah. all want to work with Jeff Lewis. And sometimes you watch these, and and they live in all kinds of homes. Mm-hmm. Like Christina Ricci lives in a four bedroom, three bathroom, twenty seven hundred square foot house. Yeah. Now, if you were to look at it on the outside, you'd be like, "That's a nice house," but it's nothing really special until you're made aware of the real estate that it's sitting on. Sure. You know, that has a lot to do with it, too. The community, the little pocket neighborhood that she lives in in the Valley. And then you got other guys like Anthony Anderson, who's building this sprawling, like, Beverly Hills mansion, or I should say rehabbing, 
completely gutting and yeah. doing the whole thing. And he's been at this for, what, six years now this project's been going time. on? Two of those years with Jeff alone. Jeff came in late. He did the outside. Now he's starting to work on the inside. But and Who's the, the actress that's on there, Jeff, that's this season? Her and her husband like to do it a lot in their sex swing. What? Can't think of her name. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Rodriguez. Uh, what's Michelle her name? She, 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 uh, no. The one, the, the virgin. The, what was that virgin oh, show? Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. Yes. And that actress is. I don't know. I forgot her Something name. Rodriguez. But her husband's like this fighter and was on uh, soap operas for years. Their house. Gina Rodriguez. Looks like yeah. it would just be in a Mason subdivision. It's not that big. No. But then they pan out at the neighborhood and you're like, oh, there it is. Right. No, even even sense. Josh Demel's house is it looks like it, it it just looks like a modest ranch. You yeah. know. Fairly large ranch, but that's what I like about watching Selling Sunset though. Like I look at that's the properties. That's going to be on the next season. Yes, this. absolutely. This Kanye West house mm-hmm. will be on the next season of Selling Sunset. But that's what I like watching Selling Sunset for is when they show you these homes and you're like, that's $30 million? Yeah. You know? Mm. I mean, some stuff is really cool. Like, it'll have, like, a retractable roof over the bathtub. Or they had the big Lebowski house featured on there, which wasn't for sale. But it was neat to just see, like, the architecture and learn about the things. Yeah. But I I don't, I like it less for the drama and more for, like, this kind of stuff. Because you know Kanye's house is going to be on there. Well, the reason I brought up Jeff Lewis is because in in his previous show, Flipping Out, he would work with lesser-known clients who were still filthy rich, but they would... They would pull a Kanye where they would buy this really expensive, seemingly beautiful mansion mm-hmm. and then gut it involving like moving the electrical and moving the plumbing. And Jeff Lewis would be like, why did they even buy the house? Yeah. Like they could have bought a completely different, you know, did they buy it for the postage stamp that it sits on? Yeah. Because for the amount of money that they're spending. Yeah. They could have bought in three houses for right. this. But yeah. he's like, hey, I'm happy to make the money. Whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. It's interesting, too, like some of those houses that they show on Selling Sunset is like you just drive up a street and then they have like this massive house like right in the middle of all of this greenery or whatever. Like it's hidden and you're like you would never notice that that house was even a part of anything. Yeah. But it's $10 million or $14 million because it's in the Hollywood Hills. Right. Or Can you imagine what the mortgage payment is? On or or oh the electric God. bill. I, I mean, how do they pay for I the, mean, keep I know, it on? Yeah, I know a guy, I'm trying to remember how much his home was, but he, he yeah, he was. He said my mortgage payment was thirty five thousand dollars a month. Yeah. I'm like, I just can't even imagine. That's just the mortgage. Yeah, or at least fifteen years. That's right. <laughs> right. And so imagine what his interest is on right. a thirty five thousand dollar a month no payment. No kidding. Oh. Or when they oh. or like when he's doing well, but he couldn't buy it with cash. So sure. Yeah. But that's the but other out. thing. They'll come in and they'll be like, I got an all cash offer for thirteen mil. You're like, what? Not crazy, How? and they're so competitive too. Yeah, but I guess also, Jeff, do they talk about this on the new the show that you're talking about that they have like a new mansion tax out in California? Oh, I don't. It's maybe like, it's like if your home is more than ten million dollars, you have to pay like twenty four percent. 
taxes on oh, it. Oh, that's something. crazy. It's it insane. Just, it just is starting because yeah. the current season of Selling Sunset, all these people are trying to sell their homes yes. oh, God. before it goes into effect. Yes. If it's five mil and below, there's no tax. But if there's five to ten mil, it's a certain tax. And if it's ten mil and above, it's like 24%. Well, or something ridiculous. The episodes that we're watching on Hollywood House Lift took place in April because they kept referencing April. And you can kind of tell by the weather in L.A. It's kind of rainy and there are days where it might be a little bit chilly. Uh, uh, Myra, uh, Mira Sorvino, the actress, mm-hmm. she's got a house that was, it wasn't in the great shape. You know, it was larger house, but it's kind of falling apart. And they had a fire in their house, so she lost a lot of her stuff. And it really kind of wrecked her emotionally. And you can tell that it has triggered this hoarding thing where she doesn't want to get rid of anything. So when you walk up to the front of the house, she's got all these, like, boxes and bags of things that are just kind of sitting out there that she can't bring herself to go through because so much of the stuff was damaged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the roof is kind of falling apart. And so she's trying to redo the back. And you ask yourself, like, why not just sell it? Like, yeah. why not just go someplace else? But then you see the view and it's freaking amazing because she's up on a cliff overlooking Malibu and it's mm. stunning. Yeah. So That's what hard the- to let go of. Right. Good views. But Hard to let go of. You know, for as much money as these actors make... They're also having to deal with real estate, L.A. real estate prices. Right. So they're struggling with the same budgetary issues. That- it doesn't matter how much money you make. There's budgetary issues. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just, right. your bills just get more money you make, the bigger your bills get. Unless you just you know, keep living where you're living and socking all your money away. But I'll leave you with this one other thought. So Jeff bought a house for himself that he's rehabbing. It's a little sort of a mini mansion in the neighborhood of Hancock Park, which is a really nice neighborhood kind of south of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And in this particular zone that he bought the house in this zone of Hancock Park, Mm -hmm. it's like this historic zone where you can't even you can't even like swap out a window or cut down a tree in your yard without having to go through this board of people who have a lot of power in that neighborhood and it's very bureaucratic and there's a lot of red tape and there's a lot of politics and Mm -hmm. you got to kiss these people's butts and just looking at the expense and the delays that come with something like that right not to mention now a mansion tax Mm -hmm. come on it's unreal but it's fascinating to watch it's really good tv yeah all right so john crier says there could be a two and a half men reunion he was really? asked, yeah, he was asked about the potential after his co-star Charlie Sheen and the show's creator Chuck Lorre reconciled with each other. Oh, did they reconcile? Years and years after their big falling out. Oh my god, I thought he burned that bridge forever. I know, right? Well, Charlie reunited with Chuck for a cameo on his new show Bookie, and uh, which also saw a cameo from his two and a half men nephew Angus T. Jones, who briefly came out of acting retirement. And John is open to reprising his role of Alan Harper someday. He said, I'm not going to rule anything out, but I have not talked to Charlie, John told E.T. I'm really glad they made up. I can only say for Chuck, clearly, he has the enormous relief of somebody who's been able to rekindle a friendship that was really meaningful to him. He said he and Charlie were very, very close for the first years of Two and a Half Men, and that they've managed to reconcile is really lovely. Then he added, I have not spoken to Charlie. I don't know that he knows my number anymore. (laughs) But anything could happen. That's funny. Oh, John Cryer. I know. I just, I will always look at him and see Ducky. Same. Uh, Cameron Diaz. Actress Cameron Diaz 
has been married to her husband, Benji Madden, for eight oh, years wow. now. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yep. I, I didn't really see her back in the days ever kind of settling down permanently. Yeah, she didn't seem like the type that would, you know. She's just kind of, she was so, she had so much fun being single. Right. And uh, anyway, she was on some podcast called Lipstick on the Rim where she was talking about, you know, just life as a as a married woman and they started getting into living situations for couples. And one of the one of the ladies on the on the podcast admitted that her husband snores. And Cameron said, "Well, you know, we should normalize separate bedrooms." Like to me, I would literally I have my house you have yours. House? Yes. <laughs> I have my house. You have yours. We have the family house like in the it. middle. I like it. I will go sleep in my room. You go sleep in your room. I'm good. And we have the bedroom in the middle that we can convene in for our... Relations. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the hosts joked that, they're, that you know her saying that out loud could be controversial and she's like well it's out there i've already said it can't take it back now and she says by the way i don't feel that way now because my husband is so wonderful i said that before i got married too you know she would say that she's always stood by this it's relatively easy for them yeah yeah she stands by that she doesn't practice it yet (laughs) she doesn't feel the need to yet uh Cameron is 51. Benji is 44. They've been married since 2015. Uh, they have a three-year-old daughter, Radix. And uh, there it is. Yeah. Cameron Diaz making the case for separate bedrooms, separate houses, <laughs> if you can pull it off. Yep. And that's all I got. Anything else? Oh, that's all I got. We'll leave it there for now. More e-news coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, uh, we're going to set you up with a pair of third-row tickets to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert, the Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best TSO, and more. December 29th at the Heritage Bank Center will tell you. We will tell you exactly when to call in. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Let's see. Back in uh, 2011, I moved to Over the Rhine. I was newly single and uh, I was getting my own place. And I got this really neat little condo on the corner of 12th and Vine, right above Micah. Mm-hmm. 
And right that across. It was a tiny little place. How many square feet was that? It was 727 yeah. square feet. <laughs> it's so little. <laughs> and, and yeah, in terms of square footage, it was very small. Uh-huh. Uh, but, the, I mean, the ceilings were super high. It and, felt spacious. And, because and it was it, all you really needed. It was all I really needed. Yeah. And and I had this great natural light. It had like eight, eight foot windows. Mm-hmm. And it was just so it felt a lot bigger than it was. And, and it was cool. really cool because people driving by could look up and see ah. you walking around. And I could see them. <laughs> it had a very cool vibe. And you were there sort of uh, towards the beginning of the uh, OTR renaissance. The boom, stuff. yeah. So when I moved in, the only restaurants that were there were the now defunct Lavamatic. That was one of Jean Robert's places. Oh, yeah. Uh, Was Bakersfield there? No, not yet. Not even there? No, just Senate. Oh, wow. It was just Senate and Lavamatic. Lavamatic is now, uh, is that Kruger's, I guess? Yes. That same space. Yeah, yeah, down down the street. Yeah. I liked when Jen and I went to visit you when you first moved in. I remember putting my foot into your your pantry, and I'm like, literally, if I hold this door open, I can see... In every room in the entire house. Yeah. Like, you could see everything through the bathroom, the bedroom, all of it. Yeah. But it was a... I wish you would have saved that as, like, a little space that we could just go and hang out in. And yeah, why'd dr- you go and sell that? <laughs> have drinks. Somebody was murdered there. That, you know, it had... It flair. had character. The OTR office <laughs> of the yeah. Jen Morning Show. I know. I thought about it, yes! but I, I was tempted by the money. I yeah. know. I, I did well. Anyway, I bring it up because as OTR was building and all these restaurants started popping it up and it was, you know, slowly becoming over the course of the next five years that I lived there, it was becoming what OTR is. And they mm-hmm. added the, the pedal wagon. They also set up the red bikes across the street. There's a little red bike station. And right. I said, oh, this is perfect because I was, I was actually thinking about getting a bike so I could find a way to become more physically active, but in a fun way. Right. And I do enjoy bike riding, yes. outdoor, like real bike riding. Yeah. So this saved me from having to buy a bike, and I would. I got the annual plan so I could take these bikes anytime I want mm-hmm. and go for rides. And I think it was you Mayor Cranley who created these, uh, the city council, you know, created these additional bike paths. There was one that was a great one that ran up Central Parkway. The people who had to travel drive Central Parkway weren't happy about it, but uh, they but they set up this bike path that was kind of protected, mm-hmm. so you could go up and down Central Parkway safely. There were minimal traffic lights. You get some good speed on really nice days. Yeah, and, and I just loved it. And uh, evidently, I heard yesterday they're having to at least temporarily shutter service, hoping that they can relaunch in the spring. But they lost their sponsor. Uh, they've had to reorganize. They're making significant staff reductions, the Red Bike Company. Uh, and they said, you know, similar to what they had to do during the pandemic pause of 2022, they're hoping that they can find another sponsor, who I guess was UC, that helped fund it. My understanding, I think it's a nonprofit, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but anyway, like if you go from city to city, you know, you find like these little bike racks that you can rent. Typically sure. they're sponsored by someone. We were up in Chicago. We rented some bikes. I think they were sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield in that city. 
So I don't know, maybe like if Alta Fiber or, hey, maybe Paycor wants, you know, additional signage. or <laughs> Yeah, why not? <laughs> sponsorship. Maybe we could do a Jeff and Jen red bike. Yeah. I was happened to be driving by Lunkin Airport, and they had a red bike rack there. And you know how they have that, you know, what, what do they call it? Like a trail? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that a people trail. can like rollerblade around yeah. the airport, which is really neat. Or you can ride bikes. I mm-hmm. never noticed it. And if the weather was nicer, I totally would have pulled my car in and stopped. Yeah. I have an electric bike and I love it. Yeah. Because you yeah. pedal a little bit and then the electricity takes over, right? Well, no, it's so you can pedal. You can have it be electric all the way up. Like, I mean, this thing's almost like a low speed dirt bike. I'm not kidding. It's insane. But it's got different. You can pick one, two, three, four or five. But you can yeah. pedal while it's also assisting you. Yes. And I liked that because, like, I always have my kid on the back, and I'm like, there's no way I can pedal my weight and her weight. And so it was nice to have a little booster. And you can actually, like, turn the handle almost like you're, like, accelerating a, a dirt bike, like, mm-hmm. and make it go faster in certain parts. Yeah, it's really cool. I love it. I went back to my hometown uh, just outside Boston, Lexington, Massachusetts. They have this... You know, one of the old railroad tracks that used to run through, I think it started in like Bedford, Massachusetts, ran through Lexington and Arlington and eventually into Cambridge. But mm. all of that now, they spent the money to make that like a bike a walkway path. rail trail. And it's super, but it's also very hilly. So it helps to have a little juice. If Yeah. If you're not Joe Mason, and you're not like <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> professional cyclist like yeah. he is. It's really neat, though. But that's I mean, those are the bikes that they yeah. rent, though, is what sure. she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And they're fantastic. They that is fun. It's real, the only thing I will say about it is that um, it's heavy. Like, So I can't just, like, throw it in the back of my car and go to a trail. Like, I literally just drive or ride around the neighborhood because it is a bit heavy to, like, pick up and put in your car. Is or, it? Oh, yeah. I if you got, like, a bike rack on the back of the SUV or something. Yeah, I thought about like that. Like a trip. I'm not that dedicated to it. <laughs> uh, but, but we got it during the pandemic, and it was a fun way to kind of, like, go around the neighborhood, and we still do it. Last time I was at my hometown, it was, like, during the fall, and the weather was beautiful, and I took out the bike one day, and I discovered that if I go farther north enough, it actually spills right into where my mom is buried. So that was kind of yeah. neat. I was able to stop and pay my respects, and yeah. then hey, I got back here. on my bike, and yeah. <laughs> It's actually pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I just never knew that 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 old railroad track could run behind the cemetery until I rode the trail. Mm Because I never, it's like you cross these, as a kid, you know, we would cross them in the car. But you didn't, you weren't really sure, like, where the railroad track had gone. And that wasn't, like, a part of town that I had traveled to often. So it was Mm kind of neat exploring and rediscovering, you know. Yeah. This many years later. Sure. Is that maybe one of your new goals for 2024, Jeff? Are you going to try and get outside and discover more? Well, I'm hoping the red bikes come back because their plan is to hopefully um, resume operations in the spring. So we'll see. You know, when the weather gets nicer and they can maybe possibly find another sponsor. Uh, like all public transportation options, they say system revenue alone cannot sustain our operations. Significant contributions from corporate and private sponsors, as well as local and federal grants, have enabled Red Bike System to reach this point. Uh, and for that, we're grateful. So, 
And it's pretty affordable, too. Maybe if they raise the subscription rate. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, know. how much did they charge? Oh, I don't... I mean, it was nothing. It wasn't expensive. It yeah. was like less than $100, if I recall. Less than a streaming service. Yeah, it's been a bit. <laughs> anyway, it's 725. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Assuming you're not on a... This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. If the thought of death terrifies you, uh, this will not help. You know, we talk about hypochondriacs. I'm familiar. People who constantly worry they might be seriously ill. Well, you see, that's the thing. I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want to suffer. Correct. And I don't want to go yet. Right. I have a few more things that I would that like to, to accomplish. Done. Prior to exiting. Right. So that's more where that, it's like, oh, God, you know. Oh, please don't let me have some horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, I, w- I would like to hang out a little longer, too. Yeah. And I'm with you. Uh, nobody wants to suffer. People who constantly worry they might be seriously ill or sometimes called hypochondriacs. Another term for it now is illness anxiety disorder. Yeah. I bet a doctor would might put that label on me. You having illness anxiety disorder? Yeah, well, you know, when you have anxiety, which, you know, comes and goes in my life, I can go long stretches where I manage it really, really well. And then when things get really busy and I've got go, I get overwhelmed, it pops back up. Right. It's a beast. Um, yeah. And I don't take medication for it, so I'm managing it all on my own with tricks I've picked up along the way. But it's, what's vicious is it's like a symptom pops up, and it could be the anxiety that's causing the symptom. Mm-hmm. But then the symptom causes anxiety. Yes. And so that makes the symptoms bigger. Yep. And it's just this Vicious cycle, cycle. And it's like, and then you don't know, or I don't know. I'm like... Is this just anxiety that's causing all of this? Or is there actually something wrong with me right now? Well, a new study has found that being a hypochondriac or constantly worrying that you might die, which is quite an extreme, but many people worry about it. Sure. That in and of itself can kill you. Well, and I don't want to die while I'm driving the car. I don't want to die on the toilet. I don't want to <laughs> die when I'm off somewhere alone with Jacob and he's not able to communicate to people anything at all. Right. You know, these visions pop into the mind. All these and, scenarios. Yeah. And it becomes, ah. Yes. You can, make, you can easily make yourself very upset. Researchers in Sweden found people who are paranoid they might die tend to die earlier. Because <laughs> yeah, they they've fried their adrenals. You know, there's they, they've caused... So the stress hormones are just overrunning their entire system. So that makes sense. And the average was 
70-year life expectancy compared to 75 for people who don't. So being afraid of dying can take, can literally take five years off your life. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They found that hypochondriacs are also more likely to die of natural and unnatural causes. So everything from heart attacks to getting hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. They are also at higher risk for depression and suicide. I immediately think of Winona Judd. Or is what was her mom's name? Oh, Naomi. Naomi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They think that one of the main reasons hypochondria can kill you is stress. Constantly mm-hmm. being stressed about your health is not good for your health. Nope. But one expert noted, this is just for actual hypochondriacs. He says, you know, a lot of us are mild hypochondriacs. Mm-hmm. But this only applies to people who live in a, quote, perpetual state of worry. Oh, I don't really know if I know any of those. I don't think I'm perpetual. I I don't think you are either. I'm situational. And I think we see you enough (laughs) where we could give you a good analysis on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I had an aunt who was considered a hypochondriac in in a sense that if she felt even the slightest ache and pain, she was on the phone with the doctor. Right. And she was... uh, Fortunate enough to be able to afford multiple medical insurance policies. So mm-hmm. she had like her Medicare, but she also had all these supplementals because she wanted to be covered. Right. Hey, something big. And I'll tell you what, the woman lived into her 90s. Yeah. And she credited because the family would she give her vigilant. crap about, oh, she's complaining about another ache and pain again. Well, yeah, we got to. She wants to go to the doctor. Well, sometimes going to the doctor, your hope is that you go to the doctor and they tell you that you're fine. You're fine, yes. So you can stop worrying about it. And more often than not, Uh that's what happened. Yeah. Um, And I remember during her 90th birthday saying, wow, congratulations. What an achievement. She says, yeah, everybody gives me crap for being a hypochondriac. (laughs) but Lucky here. I'm just saying, I call it proactive. Yeah. Yeah. She lived into her mid 90s, I want to say. Wow. Yeah. That is one crap part about getting older, like being worried about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really cared about it when I was young. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Because you feel invincible. Yeah. You feel like nothing can hurt you. But like now. So many things pop up. Yeah. But like now I get like a little worried sometimes. I'm like, oh, I got my mammogram today. Or, oh, I got to get my blood work done. Or, oh, you know, like all these small things. You're like, oh. And now you understand why old back? people say there's nothing more important than your health. Yeah. <laughs> But you get worried, like, oh, gosh, yeah. they're calling. What's up? <laughs> just wanted to let you know everything was fine. <laughs> I just know? don't want to go down in a hospital. Just hit me with a bus, <laughs> die in my sleep, something quick. If yeah. I'm laid up in a bed for more than five to seven days, just put just me in a end. basket like Moses and <laughs> put me down the Ohio River. Just send me down. Thank God I'm not in charge of your affairs because that yeah. would not be happening. Could you? Do you have a power just of attorney? Give it a little kick. <laughs> Boom. See ya. Tell Lou what we said. Yeah. Hey. All of a sudden you wake up in Mississippi like, hey, I know. Why, why am I here? He's like, you idiots. I wasn't dead yet. <laughs> exactly. Dead yet. Yes. <laughs> not funny. Very funny. <laughs> In related news, this new term might apply to Jen. 
cyberchondria. Oh, my word. Cyberchondria is when you can't stop Googling systems to symptoms to try and diagnose yourself. Well, that's helpful, too, because, you know, when you're having a symptom and you're like, oh, my God, it has to be, you know, one of the worst things. But then you Google it and it comes up as this is very common. It's caused by this. You know, if it continues or changes into this, then you need to be worried. So yeah. that's the, you know, that's the, that's the first step before going to the doctor is right. to make sure it's something that you need to go to the doctor for. Yeah, but that's the worst though, too, when you, when it comes back, like your whatever is high, then you're like, you know, yeah, oh, that's you're a, immediately you know. Googling and then it's like, well, you could have cancer or you just had too many yeah, like, greasy foods. It's like right. you ate some dried fruit. Sorry. Or, yeah. or you have two months to live. Yeah. My chart is a beast in that way because, you know, it'll send you back your results immediately and then you can see. Oh, I love those. Your red, red blood cell count is high. What does that mean? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Well, and I had like one of my, I just did all of this because we're getting ready to change our insurance. And so I was trying to make sure that I have everything up to date for going into our new insurance, like in case something's not covered or something's different or there's changes. Did you scan your card into that already? No. Oh. I haven't done anything yet. I don't think you can until January. I didn't think so either. That's uh, why But I'm saying, there. though, like, I just did this on all of our old insurance. And then m- my doctor wrote me back and she was like, your, this number is a little bit high. Did you have some red meat or something recently? And oh. I'm like, Tim and I had a steak at Jeff Ruby's when we went there for lunch for our hot list Followed video. By a chocolate golden shoe ice yeah. cream thing. <laughs> and I was like. And a fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> I'm convinced that's why my numbers were a bit off. Yeah, my my doctor is funny. The way she plays it is she'll she'll send me the lab results a couple of days before the appointment. Yes. And then when I go to her and we sit down, she says, so have you had a chance to look at the numbers? How do you feel about them? I'll be like, well, uh, everything looks good, but I, I was curious about this one because this seemed a little high, the creed, you know, something I can't pronounce. And she says, yeah. And then she'll clarify it. And she'll say, well, on the surface, it may seem high by itself. It would be, but uh, what we look for is what it is in ratio or in relation to this yeah. other number. Mm-hmm. And you're right, the sweet spot. So it's no worry. nothing to worry about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but they but put she, that little gauge on there, and you're like, oh, I'm on that end of the gauge, <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to cut back on something. I don't know what. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's funny like that, though. Mm-hmm. She she kind of reminds me of Patty a little bit. She's like, so what did you think? What do you mean? Do you have like, any what thoughts? Are your thoughts? Do you have on any this? questions? Right. Yes. And then she wants you to kind of be proactive and express your concerns before mm-hmm. she's No, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes she'll say, if you want to follow up, I can do an additional test. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I'm always like, nope, I'm good. Nope, see, oh, run them all. I'm like, run them all. What do you got? See, that's the hypochondriac in Jen. I'm like, if there's no warning signs, I'm great. Yeah. Let's go living our check lives. Check everything. Oh, I'm, you no, know, I'm kind of closer to Jen on that. I'm like, yeah, let's let's check it right now. Let's be proactive right, yeah. like Aunt Mary. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lab in the building, and I'll go down there. And so then the next day, just because she's dealing with me, is rather than going into a lot of details, should just be like labs look great. 
<laughs> I can just tell you the last five minutes of conversation is really kicking up my white coat. <laughs> yeah, like, you get it. You get really antsy, worked like, up. What's next in the stack there, Jeff? Have you, want me to bring in my blood pressure? Had, <laughs> hey, have you had your anything it's done in the, recently? It's in the spring. Okay, I'm yeah, just making my, sure. My physical scheduled for the spring. I stay on Tim because he's one yeah. of those ones that's I got like, my I'm guy. not going to the eye doctor. I'm not, you have got me on track at the dentist. You're welcome. The eye doctor. <laughs> Regular doctor. It is about finding the right person, though. Like, that has everything to do with it. The chemistry, the relationship Mm -hmm. you have, the ability to communicate with them and to ask questions and the way they deliver news, good, bad, or otherwise. And they have to be able to understand that I'm a questioner. And there's nothing wrong with that. But but a solid doctor, a good doctor will have no issue with that. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, coming up, eight habits of the world's happiest people. Oh, good. Yes, that'll make Tim feel a little better. Deep breaths. Give you some tips. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Excuse me. Bless you. <sighs> Thanks. Uh, Dan Butner is a best-selling author who's traveled the globe studying how people live long, healthy, happy lives. And in a recent interview, he laid out the top eight habits of the world's happiest people. I love that. He didn't mm-hmm. say, no, you have to read it in my book. <laughs> well, just, maybe there are 15 like, in the book and he only gives you eight. Yeah, and these don't come with a whole lot of detail, but they're pretty basic. Based on research and the many people he's met, he says these are the eight things you can do to feel happier every day. So if you're having trouble snapping out of it, this could help. Maybe give give these a shot. Uh, I'm already out. You don't want to do it. (laughs) Well, I want to. It's just harder. It's easier said than done. What is it? Get at least eight hours of sleep. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> that is really hard. The yeah. happiest people sleep eight to nine and a half hours. Totally. I can't. Even if I got nothing going on, I can't sleep that long. I, I got would love to. I seven could. at best. I could. I could do it. Okay, number two, eat a plant-based breakfast. Stay away from too much meat and dairy in the morning. Okay. I have uh, fallen short on that one, too. That's when I like some real meaty, cheesy protein. I eat meat and dairy in the morning. Yeah, look yeah. at you. Yeah, but you could do like oatmeal. That's kind of, you know, put some berries in there, a little something. I do on the weekends. Yeah. Sugary cereal, obviously, is not good either. So there's that. Oh, God, I'm batting a thousand here. Number three, socialize. Oh, God, they're asking a lot of us to be happy. Come on. Ideally, with people you actually like. That's the trick, too. Yeah, hmm. that's ideal. Yep. Um, no wonder you're so grumpy all the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is so much more pleasant than he used to be. Jeff has come a very long way. You know, way. and I think Kristen very long for that. Way. She's brought a lot of joy out of you, buddy. Yeah. Greatest compliment my sister Julie ever gave me was recently. She says... Ever since you've been with Kristen, I feel like you actually physically look younger. 
I'm like not. that's nice. You know, it's all yeah. perception, but still, that's, but yeah, that's nice. You just look happy. Oh, see. But she was expressing her, uh, you know, because she had spent some time here. We'd gone through some family stuff, mm-hmm. and so as so we were wrapping some of these things up, it was sort of one of her. And by the way, I thought that was very sweet. And yeah, a compliment to Kristen. Sure. I mean, you lived with a certain um, level of intensity at one point in just the way that you carried yourself. Me? and Yeah. And the way that you just moved through space, there was this about you. And it is much calmer and relaxed than, than it used to be. It's, it's, mm. it, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you, you think it's all Kristen? Probably. <laughs> you haven't done anything to change. Uh, no. I don't think you could have done it on your own. No, no personal growth there at all. It was just, just, it's all her. I didn't have anything to do with it. Maybe a little. Uh, what else? Volunteer. People you, who do tend to feel happier. You do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a. There you go. You got one. Uh, oh, take naps. Quick power naps. Yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. There we go. You got yeah. that. You'll take one right in the middle of the show sometimes. Yep. I do often. <laughs> it's called the nine o'clock hour. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Quick power naps at 30 minutes or less leave us more focused, creative, and productive on top of the nine and a half hours he wants us to sleep at night, mm-hmm. but okay. Yeah. Why? Like, what is up with all this sleep? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know anyone, honestly, that gets eight to nine hours of sleep and a power nap? God. And how glorious. I mean, you are a happy person. Do you know why? Because there's zero interaction for probably (laughs) nine hours and 15 minutes a day. That limits how much time you're spending with other people. Seriously. I know. (laughs) Actress Dakota Johnson was just recently saying how much she sleeps, like how much sleep she needs and how Uh, much she does sleep. Yeah. It's like 12 hours or something crazy like that. Must be nice. Right. Yeah. I'm with Jeff, though. I just, I literally, I would have to have some sort of. NyQuil or sedative or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still, even on Saturdays and Sundays, I quite often wake up at about 4.15 just because that's what my body's clock, clock is on. Yeah. And I will try to force myself to lay there and go back to sleep. And more often than not, I can't. So about 5.15, an hour later, after just tossing and turning, mm-hmm. I climb out and I'm just ready to get out of the house. Like, let's just go out there. Let's just get some fresh air. Let's do let's it. Let's go for a walk. Let's mm-hmm. go for a drive. Let's, hey, let's go to CVG. Let's watch the planes come in. That, that's mm-hmm. when you head to CVG. Yeah. Get some coffee, you know. If those dogs weren't waking me up, I'd probably sleep till 9 o'clock. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, number six, have faith. It doesn't matter what you believe, but studies show that people who have some kind of faith are more likely to describe themselves as very happy. Yes. I agree. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, limit TV and social media. Amen. There you go. The ideal amount is no more than 30 minutes a day of each. Oh, wow. So that's one show and a quick... I mean, if honestly, if you're lucky enough to have the time, that's probably assuming... You're a relatively busy person. That's about all the time you'd have anyway. Is the average time, it, it used to be the average person watches four hours of television a day. Oh, God. Is it still at that? Or I doubt is... it probably, it may, might even be worse. Yeah. If you factor in 
any kind of screen. Yeah. I don't know. But if if you're able to limit your television and social media, uh, he says that will make a huge difference in your level of happiness. Of course, it also depends on the type of show you're watching. Mm-hmm. But if you limit it to no more than 30 minutes a day of each, especially when we're talking social media, uh, just maybe a quick skim if you must. Mm-hmm. You know what? Even if you're gone for four or five days, it will be there yeah. when you get back. It will. You're not missing anything. And this one's doable for, not doable for most of us, uh, but it is the eighth and final. So I'm just I'm just coming out and saying, I know this is not practical for most people, but it's on the list anyway. He says, if you're able, don't work full time. I mean, obviously, working towards that. (laughs) Obviously, you won't be happy if you can't make ends meet. But he says, you know, in a perfect world, part time is better. People who work less than 35 hours a week tend to be the happiest people overall. Wow. That's a good list. So there you go. Eight eight habits of the world's happiest people. That from Dan Butner. Uh, if you want to look him up and learn more, his last name is spelled B-E-U-T-T-N-E-R. Dan Butner, 752. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. is looking for a second date update with Jacoby. Hi, Reese. Hi. Good day, everyone. Good yeah, day. Hey. Good day to you. <laughs> That's a great way to say hello to someone. Good, Good day. day. It's a new day. <laughs> so tell us about Jacoby. How'd you meet? How'd the first date go? And we'll go from there. Oh, man. Well, let me just tell you, I have had a rough go at the dating scene. So, of course, when I found Jacoby, I was just not going in with high expectations. I was just like, hey, we'll see what happens. But the past few years have been on the rough side of the mountain. Oh. Um, <laughs> met him online. We decided to go have lunch. And, of course, I have this sixth sense that I'm going in with because I've got a degree in psychology. So, <laughs> Oh, no. How does that? So when you have, I always feel like when I meet somebody that is, um, a psychologist, psychiatrist. In the field? In the, you know, in the field of the mind. I always wonder, you know, are they are, are they secretly, like, analyzing everything that I say and, and <laughs> diagnosing? I mean, do you, are your ears, like, specially perked for certain things? Trigger words or? Or are you able to leave that at home, uh, leave that at work? I actually do um, have my ears perked up for, like you said, trigger words and things like that. Um, You know, honestly, just going in wanting to see if the people are just going to try to be themselves. Because on any first impression, first given anything, you could try to put something out there, which is kind of false. Nobody is really bringing their real self to the table in the beginning. Um, That's totally not the case here. He seemed really genuine, pulled me in. The conversations were easy. 
We talked about politics, current events, just all types of things, our lifestyles, our upbringing. It was just a really nice conversation. And uh, that's just where I was like, okay, that's great. And I thought that we were all aligned. I didn't see any deal breakers. And so I just liked him. And so he had to go. I needed to go to the restroom. He needed to get out of there. That's how we ended it. We hugged it out. And now I haven't heard from him. Not answering any texts or anything like that. So I, I've just been confused. Like, what happened? We mm-hmm. hugged it out. I like that. Hugged it out. Yeah. That's a nice way to close a lunch. Let's hug it out. I don't know if I'll ever see you again, but. You know, he said it was nice meeting you. and You just kind of think that somebody is going to continue the conversation. Right. Oh, that's unfortunate. What's his story? Is he playing the field? What was your analysis, your assessment? He didn't come off like that. He didn't come off like he was out there trying to be on the scene. You believe all the time. he's looking for a monogamous relationship and that there was a mutual attraction there? Yeah, and I, my sixth sense is usually never off, so I'm very confused over this. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you said yourself, no red flags that you could detect. Mm-mm. Nope. None whatsoever. Do you ever do you ever miss him, or do you feel like you're because you do this for you analyze people for a living? So do you do you feel you pretty much spot them all, or you know have you been known to miss one here and there? If I've been known to miss one, this is going to be the first one for the book. I'm gonna have to okay. tell my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I messed up. <laughs> okay. Anything else you think we need to know before we make? our uh, investigative call gosh uh i really gosh i'm so confused i'm mystified right now so please help me <laughs> all right we're happy to do it i love that the doctor's calling us well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll yeah. be a later call where we yeah. find out what she thinks about all of us and what our diagnosis is our diagnoses <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can tell you i got multiple we'll do that on update update week <laughs> <laughs> It's not just people with psychology degrees that diagnose and judge other people, though. We're all doing our own. We're all doing analogy. it together. Yeah, Because yeah. in my head, I'm thinking, well, what's wrong with her? Right. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, life and this radio career has been one gigantic social science experiment. Yeah, I'm detecting a lot of nervous laughter on the other end of this line. I noticed that, too. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we're all human, and we're going to muddle through it next as Second Date Update continues on Cincinnati's Q102. Hang on. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. seems like a genuine guy. Reese didn't pick up on any deal breakers. And at the end of the lunch, they hugged it out. Now, Reese kind of considers herself a pretty perceptive person. She's got a psychology degree, so she's usually pretty good at analyzing people and cutting through the BS. But she didn't detect any with Jacoby. And she is at a loss because she thought for sure with the way things were left, those two would be seeing each other again, at least talking. And that's not even happening. So do you want us to just go ahead and call him and see what we can get out of him? Absolutely. Ring-a-ling-a-ling. All right. Let's do it. (laughs) 
Hello. Hi, Jacoby. It's Jeff and Jen and the morning crew at Q102. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, wow. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? You got a few minutes? Uh, yeah. Um, what are you guys calling about? We, uh, we talked to your friend Reese, who oh. you went to lunch with recently. Oh, no. This is the dating thing. Well, it's not bad. Oh. She she had all nice things to say about you. So I don't know. Okay, we just thought maybe um, you were busy or maybe you were dating other people. We didn't know. She yeah, just thought well, it was weird that she hadn't heard from you in a bit. Okay. Um, let's see. How do I want to say this? Uh, she's really interesting to talk to, but in the end, she was just a bit intense for me. How so? How would you describe intense? Well, it, it was just, it was the questions. I mean, she's like, I don't mind answering questions and sharing and all that, but she was just pummeling me with question after question. Mm. Uh, I just, I mean, I felt like I was, you know, I was like on 60 Minutes and she was Leslie Stahl and doing this in-depth story on everything I've ever done my entire life. Just one question after another, after another. And then once she told me that she was a psych major, that's when I knew she was like really listening to my answers. It was just, there's just, I'm not going to get away with anything. Uh, you know, and uh, what, is there something you want to get away with? Well, you know how relationships go. And it's just like, she's going to be looking for me to make some kind of slip the entire time. And it was just, when I, I left, know about that. Well, when I left lunch, I was exhausted. I mean, I couldn't even go back to work. I went home and took a nap. Um, <laughs> I mean, she totally wiped me out with the questions and don't take this the wrong way, but with the utmost respect, she's a smart woman. I just don't think I, you know, it's just, just too much. It's just too much. Well, listen, <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you feel like she was interrogating you or listening to you to diagnose versus actually relate and connect with you? There's a huge difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just felt like I was in like the, you know, there was like a light shining on my face and she just wanted to know everything and every detail. And I mean, and maybe she was digging for the red flags that, you know, we all look for on our first dates, but it was just. It felt more of an interrogation than a yeah, give and take conversation. Exactly. Did it feel like an onslaught? Like maybe your coworkers got a lot of wedding questions. <laughs> <laughs> Like a cross-examination. <laughs> but how is she supposed to get to know someone if she's not asking all the questions? Very true. We it's all talk. the approach. Yeah, I mean, you know, yes, there are questions. This felt like three dates worth of questions in one day. You know, some I people mean. do not like, and, and I have learned this because I have a tendency to ask a lot of questions. Some people do not like to answer questions. A lot of times they don't like to, you know, if the answer isn't at the top of their top of mind, it's exhausting for them to think about what their answer might be. Or they just don't feel comfortable sharing it with you. That's true as well. Yeah. Or they might not know the answers. Exactly. <laughs> 
Well, I had someone very close in my world at one point in time that would get really angry with me. In my world, I was trying to communicate and understand. In their world, they direct quote, stop psychologically mind f***ing me. Whoa. Hmm. I'm like, I'm just asking you a question. <laughs> yeah, but you're, are you, like, I understand where that's coming from because they probably felt like you weren't trying to learn. You were just trying to ask a lot of questions to, like, hang to them up. diagnose them. Yeah. Or hang them up on something. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that well, that's not what you just said. Case. That's the way that you answered that. Let's bring, Jacoby, I know you're familiar with Second Date Update, as you indicated yeah. at the beginning of the call. Let's just ask Reese. Has anyone ever said this to you before about your style of questioning? Um, honestly, no. Everybody just kind of go with the flow of it. I, I thought you did a great job. We were asking questions back and forth. It was just a good conversation. Yeah, you have conversations, but I couldn't handle having these kind of conversations all the time. And I could tell that you were loving it, that you love these intense conversations. And I like to think about it. You're a really nice person. You're just really intense, and I just don't see it working for me. I'm sorry. Can Off I... of one conversation, you don't see it working just because I'm trying to get to know you, and you're answer. You know, we're getting to know one another. That doesn't mean that's how the conversation goes all the time. You know, you're putting me into a box because you don't well, want to. Think... I mean, you say it's one. It's one conversation. I felt like it was four conversations all shoved into one hour lunch. It was it's just too much and you know, I'm crunching numbers at work and I'm thinking all the time, I need my brain to relax and not be drilled. And that seems to be your personality. What so. she enjoys. <laughs> but Jacoby, if you were to look at it differently and think, Wow, she obviously found me interesting enough that she wanted to follow up with additional questions like if if she wasn't inter if she didn't find you interesting she wouldn't have bothered she probably wouldn't have hung in there that long she wouldn't have wanted to dig for more exactly yeah well i appreciate that but it's just not working for me just too I much okay I, it's too much i can't handle that intensity well we're not gonna push <laughs> but we do appreciate you taking the call mm -hmm. sure thing uh reese do you have any questions for us <laughs> Ask away. I'll tell you anything you want to know. I was going to say, if you know some guys who like to think, hey, you know, just not feeling so much pressure on them or whatever. Tim loves questions. Do you mm -hmm. have any questions for Tim? <laughs> Specifically about things I don't know about. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Reese. Thanks, everybody. And best yeah, of luck to you. Care. Hang in there. You too. Be safe. All right. Bye-bye. All right. If you need a little help with a second date update, send us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. Going to play another round of the 1K letter of the day. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. How's the day going? Well, it's going fantastic now. I'm glad to hear good. that. Well, it's good to have you here. What are you up yes. to? What were you doing before you called us? I just dropped my children off at school. I'm getting ready to go to work. Sweet. What kind yeah. of work do you do? 
Um, I work for the Down Syndrome Association of Greater Cincinnati, actually. Wonderful people people over there doing incredible work. Yes, thank you. Tell everybody in the office we said hey. For sure. We will. (laughs) Yes, I know Fritch joins us every year for the Buddy Walker, usually, right? right? Yes, last year I was out of town, so I was not able to come. But, man, it is one of, it is, and this is no offense to other walks, but it is hands down my favorite walk to work every year. It's a good one. It is so fun. I just love the kids and all of the people are awesome. Oh, yeah. It's an event. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, did you get into this uh, for the money, Maggie? <laughs> I mean, I honestly am, like, shocked. I feel like I've been trying to get through for, like, years. Oh, well. Yeah, make the money. Yeah, right? let's, let's try yeah. to win you some money then. For sure. Yeah. All we right. will do our best here. So you're going to have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with the letter of the day. If you can do that without repeating any of your answers, then uh, you know what? You're going to win. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. All yeah. right. Let's see what letter you got here. Okay. Ooh. Oh, don't oh make God. It sound like don't that. say that. <laughs> After all she's tried. Come on. Are well, we going to have to make it a pick your own Christmas. letter, Jen, because it's Christmas? It's the holidays. That's right. So uh, it says here you have the letter Q. Turn it upside down. Oh, though. Lord. However. Oh, there's a however. It does say you get one free pass. Oh. So as it stands now, if you can answer nine questions in 30 seconds that begin with the letter Q, you will win $1,000. Oh, boy. I don't know how I feel about this. Why would they do Q in the middle of the week leading up to Christmas? They, you're the boss. Quilt. Yeah, Bob. <laughs> yeah, but what if you did? So, what if you did? Like, don't give her the free pass, but let her pick her own letter. Well, that's up we to the boss know. lady over that's here. Up you to know, me? who feels like getting in trouble today? She's the one who was like, "Hey, let's me. just do a one k letter of the day every hour. We'll do like a one k <laughs> blowout." We can't. And then, and then you had a winner. winner with yeah, it. right. <laughs> yeah, Alex wins the thousand dollars. She's like, never mind. Never mind. We're never going to get away with it now. And then Patty stopped by the studio yesterday just to visit and say hello. She's like, I heard that. Oh no. <laughs> she gets very nervous. And I did a pick your own letter week once. That didn't go over very well. It did not. No. <laughs> so, you know, since. <laughs> You know, you're making all the calls. Season. Come on. I'll what just, was that? I'll say you can turn I that Q, Q upside down. It's a B. It is a B. You know what? That's the uh, that's what we will we will we will let there you, you go. We take away the pass. You don't get the free pass anymore, but you can use B. Yes. Okay. I will take a B, I think, over okay. the free pass and the Q. Right. And I'll take uh the blame. Yes. <laughs> since I was Jay, he was he was the instigator. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I am for real, I'm not joking. Like I am dyslexic, so I'll just say you to know, you, it looked like a B. I, it, from a distance, it did. Sure, it did. Yeah. All right. I didn't look at it very closely. <laughs> Our boss yeah. listens at this time. I, uh... <laughs> oh, I thought she was out for the week. Oh, is she finished? That's what I thought. Well, that doesn't well, mean anything. She's always crazy. Listening. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. All right. With the letter B, let's make it happen. With the letter B, name something you put under the Christmas tree. A bounty ball. Something you scrape. Pass. Something you shave. Balls. A pizza topping. Bacon. A game. Uh, uh, pass. Something you dip. Backgammon. Um, dip, pass. A beauty product. Blush. 
A mascot. Bearcat. Something you clean. Uh, BMW. Something spicy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did really well for your first time, Maggie. Yeah, you did. You got oh, seven. Dang. Wow, you got seven. That's good. That was so fun. Bouncy ball. What was the question for number two? Something you scrape. Something you scrape. Yeah, you could have said, ooh. Back. You said back. Bacon back. Sure. Grease. Yeah. Uh, number three. What was the something you dip? She said. She said balls. Balls. No, she for said something shave. you shave. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Broccoli. You dip broccoli. So <laughs> broccoli. Yeah, I did yeah. broccoli. Bacon mm-hmm. works. Backgammon was great. That was yeah. very good. And you went I back on that I probably would have gone with basketball or baseball. Oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> well, yeah, what was it apply? What you play? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. man. That would be the obvious, I suppose. Going yeah. for the non-obvious answer well, I like that. Jeff, I guess. You're just trying yeah. to show off. No, Maggie, my brain works the same way. Yeah. It will be like something really obscure. My brain just misses the most obvious answer staring at me in the face. <laughs> oh, man. Right that's there right. with you. Well, we hope well, you have a great week and or remainder of the week, I yeah. suppose, and a very great happy Christmas. holiday. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, too. I appreciate it. Yeah. And we'll do it again tomorrow if you want to give another shot. I will give it a shot. You got to play again. I feel like now that you've kind of found your vibe, you really Man, I don't know. That was completely random. I had just turned the car back on from dropping them off. And I was like, oh, I'll just call. That's how it happens. Pretty great. Great. All right. Well, I hope to talk to you again. Merry Christmas to you as well. Maybe we'll see you at the buddy walk again. Yep, I'll be there. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Have a good day. Bye, Maggie. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. This woman taught her dog to say, I love you. Oh, I love it when this happens. <gasps> Does your dog talk? Oh, Merle talks nonstop. He never <laughs> shuts up. He's always barking at <laughs> What about your beagles? Do they talk? Uh, Nick will howl or honk at us when he needs something. He's a great communicator. So. Oh, yeah. Other than that, he's pretty chill, and Snoopy will only... Bark if he sees a deer, or if Chris says, "Do you want to sing? Do you want to sing?" Oh, and then he goes, "That's oh, right." Oh. <laughs> I love Beagle Howl. And then you got to stop him. You're like, they "No, guys, we're so done singing, man. Great. We're done singing. Aww. It's a short song." I would take the Beagle Howl over what goes on in my house. I've got to set up a camera in the morning because what happens is my mom lets her two dogs outside, and immediately one of them has to bark. As soon as he barks. Merle loses his mind and starts tearing through the house barking, and then cats scatter. (laughs) (laughs) And it is just, I'm going to set it up a camera this weekend. I'm just going to put it in the corner and let it start rolling. Yeah, you need to. Just so you could see this. Well, this woman is from Massachusetts. Her name is Bridget Bigelow, and she taught her dog to say, I love you. Her dog's name is Sadie. Sadie. She has video of the pup. Clearly saying it two different times. And the video was racked up like 73 million views. Or oh, wow. Quite, well, probably more than that. Since this was, I guess, the other day on TikTok. So she's probably well over. She's probably well over 100 million at this point. And here's why. I love you. Look at that. I love how excited everybody that is, is so too. Great. That's awesome. That's got to be hard. I wonder how she did that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she got 
Maybe she got lucky. Like, Kristen insists that she can hear Gracie say, hello. <laughs> just in that, just like that, just in that tone of voice. Like, I've I've never really heard it clearly myself. Yeah. But she says, she came up the stairs, you know, and she's got her baby in her mouth, and she makes that sort of yowl. It's more like a yowl. What does her baby look like? What is her baby? It looks like a ferret. It was it was a gnome. It was like a little Christmas gnome. It's got like a little Christmas hat, but it's basically just this furry long tail, basically. Okay. And yeah, one of my around. friends brought it over. Remember, I told you instead of bringing like a bottle of wine, these friends came over. Yeah, we were entertaining, and they brought toys uh-huh. for the cats, and that was one of them. And okay. she loves. She's got two of them. That's so funny. And oh, she drags man. them up and down the stairs and uh-huh. all around the house. And whatever uh-huh. she does, she does this yowl. And sometimes when she comes into the bedroom, uh, Kristen insists that she says, hello. <laughs> she probably <laughs> does. She might. Uh, I love that. Remember the no-no cat? No, 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 no. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Well, that's what Gracie says. When I try to introduce her to healthier food, like those fancy high-end healthy cat foods, I say, uh-huh. why don't you try this? <laughs> okay. Just thought you might like it better. <laughs> you sure? No, 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 no. All right. Aww. Our wow. dog doesn't really talk very much or communicate. I mean, she doesn't really like if she hears Not like yet. like if she heard that cat, she would probably be like like a tiny bit. But like, I don't think she's made it into the pyramid of awareness of barking. No. Yeah. Mm. Hope it stays that way for well, you. Same. I know. <laughs> Coming up, the top fetish of 2023. You know, there's a lot of these year-end lists and stuff. And Pornhub, while they haven't released their year in review yet, uh, an even kinkier site evidently beat them Thanks to for it. listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.